Hello, thanks for tuning in to Learn, Grow, Succeed, the leadership podcast with me, Tom Hallett. This podcast is all about providing you with insights and tips to help you on your journey towards exceptional leadership. Hello and welcome back to the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast with me, Tom, and my learned colleague in his camouflage t-shirt. Hello, it's Alex. Nice to see you again, Alex. Good to Um, see you too in your garden. Yeah, sunning it up in my garden i'm in my garden for, for two practical reasons one it's lovely sunny and it's nice and cool out here um but also the inside of my house is quite noisy at the moment so this is aiming to be a better recording um but we'll see how it goes so apologies in advance to anyone listening who can hear i don't know builders in the background or whatever so this week's podcast is all about psychological safety so uh, you know what is it i think it's probably a, a fairly important thing to cover to begin with and and how do you create it and i think once we've, we we explain it if you're not aware you realize how it, it's actually important in all aspects of life albeit you can apply it uh, in work specifically so um so uh, uh, alex just just as part of the intro you know what what made you pick psychological safety as a topic um, well, it's it's a topic that again I, I I noticed that we haven't covered in in huge detail on on the podcast or on the blog, and it's something that seems to be coming up more and more in conversations that I've been having, and and I know other people within the team have been having. Um, so I mean, as a did you want me to get into the definition now? We're going to wait until after. Oh no, hold jingle. the suspense. Hold the suspense. Yeah, nothing. Leave the jingle will happen, then you know it's coming. But. Uh, but yeah, it, it was just mainly around, again, once I did my research and looked into exactly what it was and, and ways around it, it's actually, you know, if you if you have a workplace that does not give people psychological safety, it can be detrimental for so many reasons. Um, and actually, the ways of fixing it are things that you could do right now. So it just seems like something that could be a huge problem that could be fixed quite simply. So I thought it was quite important to get this out. Absolutely. And it's something we do talk about all the time, specifically in L&D, but it's not uh, an L&D subject per se. So um, I just got off a client call talking about it, interestingly. So, right, let's pause for the jingle and then get into that definition. Okay, Alex, the time has come. What, What on earth is psychological safety? Okay, so simply put, in one sentence, psychological safety is a fear that by participating, it could lead to punishment, belittlement, embarrassment, um, etc. It's that fear that if you share what you're thinking, if you give your input, that it may then give negative results, um, which will then mean that you shouldn't have done it in the first place. So, you know, naturally as people, whenever it comes to feelings of... uh, you know, lacking safety. We have reactions, the typical ones, fight, flight, um, and freeze. And this this very much happens here as well, because, you know, if you're working in an environment where you don't feel like you can you can give your input, you know, you might be led to to snap, you might be under stress, and um, you know, the decisions you make might not be the right ones because of the amount of stress you're under, therefore kind of being your fight response. Uh, you might completely leave the team and find satisfaction elsewhere, which as a leader, if you've got a place that doesn't have psychological safety, you don't want people flying from it. Um, but then also as well, 
the freeze because you don't feel like you can safely input. So you might just sit there quietly. And, and again, if you're leading a team that has this environment where people don't feel safe to participate, think of all those good ideas and participation that you're missing out on from each member of the team because they don't feel safe yeah. to, uh, to share. Um, and I kind of hinted at this in the intro. Obviously, I didn't want to give too much away before the jingle. Um, but, you know, the the impact of not having a psychologically safe working environment, I mean, they include, and this this is not exhaustive, there's a lot more to this, uh, poor retention of employees, poor engagement, a lack of creativity and ideas, uh, poor employee well-being, poor overall team performance. Let's put it this way. Everything I'm about to say has the word poor in front of it. Uh, so, <laughs> and as I say, we've got tips to try and help you uh, create a psychologically safe environment so that you avoid all of these poor yeah. results. Yeah. Awesome. So to, to make that into a very practical example then of, of, of what psychological safety is, I guess I would think of it as, you know, everyone I would imagine at some point in their life has sat around a table and whether that's a work table for a meeting or even with the family or friends or whatever. And, if you don't feel comfortable to share your opinions or just to be part of that conversation, or actually even if you have nothing to add to sit there but feel comfortable sitting there and not adding anything, then that is not a psychologically safe environment, mm. right? No, absolutely. Because uh, like you say, you, you don't feel like you have the comfort or, or the, I'm trying to think of what word it would be, but just the acceptance of the people around you that your ideas will be good enough um and like you say fundamentally for for you as a person it, it, it knocks your confidence you just feel like you don't belong there or that you shouldn't be there sharing and and then naturally you distance yourself away from things that you should be doing and that would he be helpful for the team yeah um well, and as I, as I said in the intro it's something we talk about an awful lot in the lnd space uh one, for the reasons you said, you know, it's a good thing to have in the workplace. Actually, if you think about a, a, a workshop or a training program, one thing we have to do as an L&D provider in setting up that workshop is create a psychologically safe environment for people. Because what you want for an interactive and engaging learning environment is for all the people to contribute their opinions, their thoughts, share examples, all that kind of thing. So what we have to do very, very quickly is make people feel safe in order to do that so um yeah we have to create psychological safety within a workshop so and there are things we'll we will recommend to to maintain that so if you've got a program with multiple workshops we would never suggest a very senior person within an organization just dropping in because then people are going to query what they say a little bit more and and things like that so um yeah, that's why it's a really hot topic for us, both in how we deliver learning programs, but then also in a leadership program or a management program, creating that psychological safety in your team so that you get that diversity of thought and input from all your team is, is, is absolutely critical as well. Yeah, and it's a, it's a good point that you bring up. And even then, right at the end of what you were saying, I find that another key point behind psychological safety is it's very easy to, you know, in big group conversations it's very easy to agree with what other people are saying because that's not very controversial that's not going to stir up discussion too much but a lot of great work is done when people present contrasting ideas and when people say actually do you know what that that's good but have you also thought about this and in a psychologically unsafe environment 
that tends not to happen because if yeah. you bring up ideas that uh, are the polar opposite of an idea that's on the table, again, you're you're fearing you're fearing being shot down, and you're fearing that that's going to have a negative response. And you know those potential not conflicts, but those um, differing perspectives offer you know potentially fantastic results. And in an environment where you feel unsafe, maybe to share ideas that are a bit more out there and a bit different, you could be missing out on a whole lot. Yeah, definitely. From a from a ideas and innovation and all that kind of thing and also at the other end of the scale you know that whole cliche that is a cliche that stands true of you know no questions a stupid question mm. you know, that that sentence is aimed to create psychological safety isn't it because yeah. you are trying to say ask anything you want without fear of embarrassment or ridicule um, yeah I'm I'm very happy you said that's a cliche because I was becoming self-conscious of the amount of times I'd been told no question is a stupid question and it had started to make me question my questioning technique. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it is a cliche, but it is one that stands true. If you, you don't have an environment where you can ask anything, then, then that's not going to be great for various reasons we discussed in this podcast. So, Absolutely. Okay, okay. And I guess one further point, if you need any further convincing that this is an important topic to cover, um, many people have heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Um, you know, it's a lovely triangle that talks about stuff that people need to feel comfortable and then perform. Uh, the bottom one is physiological safety, mm -hmm. uh, making sure you've got food and water and all that kind of stuff to, to be physiologically healthy. The second step is, is safety in general. And yes, that, that might still mean making sure a bear's not going to run into your house and destroy uh, everything. But that, in my mind, is where psychological safety also comes in. You have to provide people with that safe environment to make them feel happy. Um, so, Awesome. Okay, let's go into a few ways to, to help create this wonderful thing that is psychological safety um, in your working environment albeit I'm sure you can apply this uh, to many aspects of life so what should we uh, start start off with Al? So the first point I've got is to create greater awareness of actions and the reactions or the consequences of actions um, because one issue um, in a place that is psychologically unsafe a person might fear the reactions to their action. So if the people around them potentially uh, are not the greatest source of confidence or uh, helpful feedback, they're less likely to give uh, their thoughts, their feelings as a fear of what they're going to receive back from other people. So I think key to a, a good working environment and one that is psychologically safe is that people understand the, the benefits of uh, delivering developmental feedback. So if an idea may be um, isn't something that you completely align with or um, maybe someone does something that you're not completely sure on, you can deliver developmental feedback rather than to, you know, give them something that's a lot more detrimental and doesn't help at all. Um, of course, knowledge of the bio model is very helpful for that as well. But I think it's important to, to show people that certain behaviors that they are doing is negatively affecting the behaviors of people trying to contribute and, and yeah, yeah, helping people understand how to maybe deliver feedback is one approach. Um, but it's just to show people that actually your actions have a reaction and just to have self-awareness over and, and to just be a bit more sensitive to the fact that how you are maybe saying certain things or reacting to certain things or, 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 or whatever you're doing, your, the behavior you're showing is, is affecting 
the the psychological safety of other people. Yeah, and I, I guess when I was reading this and listening to us, thinking, oh, that's a bit of a tongue twister, but ultimately what this bit comes down to is a, is a level of emotional intelligence, isn't it? Mm. So it's, it's being self-aware and emotionally intelligent to know that if a person, I don't know, comes up with an idea or a question that in your head you, you might feel isn't appropriate or, or whatever, it's making sure you're emotionally intelligent enough to understand how to react in a way that's going to be supportive of that person. Yeah. And, you know, that will vary a lot. If you have a really good relationship with someone and they come up with a crazy idea, you, you, know, you might have a bit of banter with them, um, which which is appropriate. But equally, if somebody who's maybe new to your team or, or whatever comes up with a, a crazy idea and you banter back to them, they could take that as a real put down. Um, so so I, I guess, yeah, for me, this comes to uh, being emotionally intelligent in how you react to people. Yeah, absolutely. And that, yeah, that was the word I couldn't think of while I was going through my explanation. So thank you for, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for, for sorting that one out. But yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, yeah, it's understanding that, you know, whilst you might believe that your action is the right one, um, think about how emotionally that could affect others and, and understand that, you know, for the long term and then actually building a, a safer, more positive atmosphere at work, that there may be better ways to do things. Yeah. I'm lucky I literally just came from a meeting talking about emotional intelligence and it's linked to, to psychological I mean, safety. So. The, the timing, <laughs> the timing there is unbelievable. <laughs> we could have been talking about anything. That's unbelievable. Okay, so the next one. Uh, I, I get you could argue this is another bit of a cliche comment, but, you know, the, the, the seeking to understand, so I guess, you know, seek first to understand before you you, you react to people. Um, but also engaging in, again, building up those relationships with people uh, is the second one. Yeah. And and again, uh, as a leader, if, you, if you've got someone in your team that you can see isn't fully engaging, um, is kind of keeping to themselves and separating themselves from the rest of the team, um, it can be really powerful to, again, seek to understand where they're coming from, engage with them personally, because connections are really powerful. And I think the other thing is as well, if someone's feeling these feelings of of psychological I say psychological unsafety, that doesn't sound right, but if they're feeling psychologically unsafe, um, to have a connection that they can go to to talk about these feelings is powerful in terms of resolution and, and making sure that the situation can change for them. But also at the same time, they need to be in an environment where they feel like they have connections. So if you are actively making them with every member of a group, um, it just it just means that, again, if this situation comes around it can be easily fixed or easier to fix, but also as well for that person to know that they have a connection, they're not separated from everyone or they don't feel disconnected from everyone. They at least have one, two or three people that they can talk to to then rebuild that. Yeah. We talk about inclusive leadership. I guess that comes in here, you know, is you're being inclusive. You're, you're learning how different people think you're encouraging all these ideas um, and you are, yeah, showing that genuine intrigue when people come out with things. Um, and I, I think we're, we're we're here talking about how you react, um, which is super important. You know, if, if you're looking at this from a leader or a manager point of view, the other thing is bringing people into conversations. You know, it's you said then if somebody's quite quiet, for example, in a meeting at work, then maybe they they don't have that safety. So you know, you as the chair or the facilitator or whatever can bring people in and, you know, set the example to the room that you should be 
involving everyone and then making sure you give whatever comes out of that person's mouth the time it deserves. Yeah, and we're, we're going to crack on later to get into other easier ways to do that as well for maybe people that prefer certain types of participation to others to help people feel safer. Um, so it's a good one to bring up, absolutely. But yeah, I think by talking to people, showing genuine intrigue and interest and, and building connections, especially if they're not feeling psychologically safe, it can really build trust, self-esteem and confidence that, that can change the game for them, really. Yeah. Okay, so the next one, and, and one day we'll do a Themes of the Learn, Grow, Succeed podcast, because this will definitely be in the, the top, top three. Uh, <laughs> and the next one is developing feedback, giving abilities. Yeah. And there's a reason why we talk about this so much. It's because if you're doing a, a workshop or, or you're working on developing feedback, it genuinely has so many benefits. Um, and this just being one of them. Again, if your workplace has a culture of finger pointing, uh, not too much accountability, sparse levels of support for people, of course, they're going to feel unsafe to, to step forward and, um, and give any uh, input. Because why would they? If they're going to be savagely torn down, then why would they do that to themselves? And people flourish amongst pro uh, positivity. So your your work atmosphere needs to be one that creates, uh, you know, an atmosphere that people can ride rather than one that submerges them beneath. So again, a real game changer could be to to give your team a, a feedback workshop to show them actually, you know, in this situation, this is how you could de uh, deliver positive feedback and developmental feedback. So that either way, if a person is is giving an idea that maybe. You know, as I've said before, you're not entirely on board with either way. They're going to gain something. They're either going to gain some positive feedback, which feels amazing to receive or developmental feedback that they can learn from. So either way, it's a positive rather than, you know, being negative towards them, shooting them down and, and making them feel worse about themselves. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll, we'll uh, link to a previous blog all on feedback. As I say, it's a theme throughout, but we do have blogs on on feedback, how to give it. Um, it's thinking about the content of that feedback as well as you know where you give it you know, mm. in a meeting if someone says something that requires feedback you're not going to do that in front of a room of people that's one way to remove any kind of psychological safety you wait until after and, and do it in a, an appropriate setting yeah absolutely and again to go back to the previous point about building connections as you've just said there people respond differently to feedback and uh, there might be different responses to that and you then like you just said there have to be sensitive to where you give it, who's there and, and how you give it. So yeah, that's also links nicely onto that point before of just knowing your team as well. Yeah. Okay. So the next point, and this probably also makes the top three of themes from, from the <laughs> podcast. Um, and, and maybe not an obvious link this one, but I'm prioritizing learning and, and that uh, the ability there to, to help with psychological safety. Yeah. And I feel like this one, in terms of if you are a person that's feeling psych uh, psychologically unsafe, it's becoming more and more of a tongue twister, the more I say it, you think <laughs> it would get easier. Um, but if you're feeling unsafe, then if you are one of those people that thinks that failure is a detrimental thing, that there's not a lot of coming back from, and it's a long journey back, rather than it's a, it's a valuable opportunity to learn, then yeah, it's highly likely that you're fearful of making errors because of the the impact of them. Whereas if you then kind of teach yourself that actually, do you know what? Failures are fine. Not every journey goes about a bump or a hitch. A lot of the time, there's setbacks that occur that then make the place we go to even better um, when we eventually get there and succeed. So obviously, team-wide, it's important to tell people that, look, I would rather you try things, give your input, and they not work 
because you at least tried them and then we use them as lessons to get somewhere better rather than spend so much time thinking and worrying only to then maybe have one go and it not work or, or something like that. You'd rather have people that act and try things that, that don't work maybe first time and then they've got the resilience to go again than, than someone that's so afraid of making a mistake that they tend to either withdraw themselves, overthink, um, and then, yeah, just don't don't act with the same proactivity that they could do if they knew that actually, do you know what? This will be a great learning opportunity. If it doesn't work, I'll keep going. And then, yeah, obviously how that links with psychological safety is having a culture where failures are not something to be ashamed of, I think is really important. Yeah, absolutely. And I guess the other way you can look at prioritizing learning uh, in this respect is we've talked about a lot of topics here, which you can develop uh, skills to be developed, like feedback, emotional intelligence, um, I don't know, inclusivity, different leadership management styles. You know, these things and awareness of these things are all going to help lead to psychological safety in the workplace. Um, and I, it's not meant to be a plug for us. Obviously, these are all things we do train and they are skills we can, can grow in people and we typically do within leadership and management programs. So I guess that's the other side to the learning point is learn the skills that, that help create a safe workplace absolutely yeah and I, I love the fact that we go this isn't supposed to be a plug this isn't so i swear that is becoming a catchphrase of a lot of these episodes is this isn't a plug this isn't a plug but actually there's so many places where we could help here so. well yeah uh and there's also loads of other places you can go like where you can get you know just go on youtube and type in psychological safety and i bet there's loads there too um albeit not the, the same level of, of uh, development as you'd get from us. Absolutely. Um, okay, <laughs> last one. Encourage idea sharing and collaboration. Yeah. So again, as as we said before, maybe people in a in a environment where they don't feel safe to share, it's telling people to then, oh no, share. That seems counterproductive. It's kind of like you know you're just pushing them towards something that they're frightened of. Um, obviously, you know, we could delve into another topic that comes up very often here being comfort zones um, and actually by showing them that if you do this, this will be beneficial in the long term. But I think that the important thing is, again, is that we we need to create a culture in which it's it's good to share ideas no matter what they are and collaborate no matter you know how that comes. Um, so I think the important thing is, again, create environments where people can get together, share ideas because it will gre build greater team cohesion and chemistry not just on the off chance or ad hoc, it needs to be regular as well so that people get used to working with each other and bouncing ideas off each other and not, you know, reacting in a certain way where maybe they don't agree with things. Cause it's, again, it can bring about collaboration brings about, it's a great opportunity to bring about unique thoughts, perspective skills that can then build unique solutions. And uh, the other thought around this as well is that something like you said, uh, said earlier about people collaborating is that if people are still anxious in sharing thoughts, feelings, and ideas in this style, um, again, it could be because they feel unsafe or it could just be because, you know, they're just maybe a, a more anxious person, a bit more shy. Um, then you can always bring in other methods for them to do so. You know, we we work with Miro boards, uh, not a sponsor. I don't even know if that would work. Uh, <laughs> but you could always bring in things like Miro boards, um, online sharing and collaboration. I mean, even just shared documents for people to work from and stuff like that so that people can then build the confidence that way to then maybe lead to them sharing in person at another time. Um, yeah, because, you know, in, in essence, pitching your ideas in front of people is quite scary sometimes. Um, 
because you know everyone's got their own motivations ideas and and you know reasons for being there and things they want to share and if you say something they disagree with it can be quite frightening to think well that's going to fall on deaf ears yeah. <laughs> whereas you know if you start online and and you think well it's a lot easier to type this and and to put this out there and then see what everyone else thinks then that can be a good gateway to then everyone sharing in person if it is such a problem within a team yeah yeah no, that's a really good point i hadn't thought of it like that actually is you know creating the the segue uh, into into in a non-verbal way to, to creating safety albeit and then you, you don't want to go to the extremes of like a facebook where people write whatever they want without fear of consequence but <laughs> um, <laughs> But you know the the other thought that it just sparked in my brain though when you were talking about that is we we we've done this whole podcast in the case of you know how can you create psychological safety in a workplace? What's probably also important to reflect on is people with different styles will naturally feel more confident than mm. others in certain situations. And actually, if you're listening to this and thinking about um, that, that maybe you're one of those people who naturally doesn't like to speak up so much. Um, then of course the workplace and your leaders and managers and colleagues can do things to support you in that. But actually this can start with you as well, you know, push yourself out of the comfort zone. Um, and by you speaking up, that might be encouraging somebody else who's also uh, less confident to speak up. Um, it's encouraging them to, to get involved. So but I guess everything we've talked about, you can also look at from through your own eyes and say, well, if I'm that person who doesn't feel safe, how can I impact this culture to make it better for me and, and those around me? No, exactly. Yeah. I think these are, these are all tips where anyone could lead the change. And, and again, by doing that, by taking these steps, the difference, as we've already said, uh, can be absolutely, you know, ginormous in terms of team performance and individual performance. So it's definitely worth doing and i mean no one should feel unsafe in their workplace it's where you spend the majority of your time um i'm not going to get all because people get a bit scared when you start staying numbers about oh you spend so much of your life working <laughs> and things like that and I, I don't have the stats to even be able to do that uh, but you do spend a lot of your life working so why not feel comfortable and safe while doing so so you know the, these things, they're quite quick and, and a lot of them, maybe they're, I mean, in terms of workshops, they're not so quick, but in terms of encouraging people to collaborate in different ways and stuff like that, they're subtle changes, but the, the difference could be game changing. Yeah, 100%. And um, it's obviously not an exhausting list as well. So I hope it's, it sparked some thoughts, some ideas, and maybe some changes you can bring to the workplace um, to make it better. But yeah, like I say, it's not exhaustive. There's really practical things like if you're setting up meetings, consider, you know, who you're inviting. Um, mm. uh, if you're asking people to be particularly vulnerable, is there a reason you know, why, you, why you need, I don't know, a certain director in because that might impact the psychological safety. There's, there's all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah, this is just hopefully going to get that, that brain turning over with some ideas for you. Absolutely. And like you said there, it's different by individuals uh, each time as well. Cause like you say, everyone's got their own insecurities and everyone's got their own preferences. So yeah, the better, you know, your team, the better you can tailor as well. Yeah. Never one size fits all because equally a lot of organizations, the directors and anybody else in the organization will get on just fine and it won't impact <laughs> safety. Thing. Absolutely. Cool. All right. Well, thanks for um, listening again, everyone. I hope uh, it's it a little bit of value to your day and your week and your month and your year. And, um, Please do come 
come along next time for a slightly different themed podcast because it's all about holidays. Yes, although I'm I'm not going to put in my request that we record it on holiday. That was kind of what I was going for. Um, it's fine. <laughs> I, I'll decorate my house with maybe some Hawaiian garms or something. It'll be yeah, fine. yeah. We'll we'll put some uh, flower necklaces on. We'll bring the vibe. <laughs> Thanks, everyone. Speak to you again. Bye.